0: Whatever struggles you're facing, from depression and anxiety to trauma and grief, BetterHelp can connect you with a professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient, you can schedule secure video or phone sessions, as well as chat and text with your therapist, and anything you share is completely confidential. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. Beautiful anonymous listeners even get 10% off your first month with the discount code STORIES. So why not get started? Simply go to betterhelp.com stories and fill out a questionnaire to get matched with a counselor you'll love today. Have diabetes or know someone who does? Check out OneDrop, diabetes management for the 21st century. OneDrop's glucose monitor is sleek and compact, and strips are delivered right to your door. Use the award-winning OneDrop app to track your blood sugar, food, food, meds and activity, plus get 24-7 access to your very own certified diabetes coach. Learn more at get1drop.com and use code STORIES to save 20%. Hello to everybody who's bored and eating nachos in the background. It's Beautiful Anonymous. One hour, one phone call, no
1: names, no holds bars rather go one-on-one I think it'll be more fun And I'll get to know you And you'll get to know me
0: Hello everybody, it's Chris Gethard welcoming you to another episode of Beautiful Anonymous Thanks for listening as always I mean it so sincerely Couple plugs up top, I'm in the New York area Not on the road much lately, so I'm doing some shows New Yorkers, two times I'm doing my hour in Queens in December Two times I'm doing my hour in Brooklyn in January. And Jersey, December 15th. I'm going to Maplewood, my old uh, Essex County stomping grounds. I'm doing a book reading there. So chrisgeth.com, if you want to come out and say hi, New Yorkers. Those tickets are moving fast and only 8 bucks each. So get them now. Those shows are selling out. Beautiful follow-ups. has been going really well. It means a lot to me that you guys are signing up for Stitcher Premium and enjoying those. The follow-ups with the classic callers. Remember, stitcherpremium.com slash stories. Promo code stories. You get a free month. This week, Cuddly Pudge, all the way back, episode 36. It's a long time ago. This was the caller who was adopting a child, going through the overseas adoption process. And we get filled in on how that's been going. And I will tell you, I, I also, there were a bunch of twists and turns that I, I didn't um, expect. And the caller is dealing with a lot more real life now on top of all that. And it is an episode that in many ways is is, is tough and and sad for new reasons, and I wanna send Cuddly Pudge my love. It's a weird thing to call him Cuddly Pudge, but uh, send it to him. Listen, you'll see what I mean. Last week's episode, I just wanna quickly say that uh, I did not anticipate how hard that episode was gonna be for some people. I clearly have a personal blind spot, and uh, I will learn from that. Uh, A lot of people who have dealt with body image issues felt like that episode pushed some major buttons. And I think I'm usually pretty good about giving much clearer warnings for episodes that push buttons. We've certainly pushed buttons around here, but I don't think I've seen a a reaction that emotional since the uh, episode with the person who made out with their teacher. It was that long ago um, that things kind of flared up emotionally. So I uh, learned a lot. I learned a lot. I think part of the issue is maybe that it was a live show. So I was trying to entertain a live crowd and my jokes were a little glib. And uh, I stand by the episode I think the caller had a great story to tell but for anybody who felt like they were maybe uh blindsided by that one I do apologize. Now this week's episode is one that I was really really interested to have. This caller called up and explained that he is a uh, a gay male and he also grew up in the Mormon faith and I think a lot of us instantly go, "Oh wow, well those are two things that historically have at times Uh, not meshed perfectly. And I want to be clear and say I'm not saying that about every member of the Mormon faith or even the tenets of the church as a whole in the modern day, but I think a lot of us have heard stories about conversion therapy and and things like that. So as soon as the caller told us what his story is about, I knew that there was a a real story here to tell. So he tells it, tells it well. It was a call I was quite happy to be a part of
1: and, and one that I hope you enjoy. Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous a beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host. Hello. Hi. Hello Chris. Hi. How are you? Exciting. I I'm doing okay. How's your day?
0: Uh it's okay. It's okay. I I got two things going on. One, haven't been sleeping great this week. Two, doing a uh I'm having a midlife crisis clearly, so I'm doing a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu tournament tomorrow, so I'm a little uh
1: just feeling a little weird. But that's okay. Oh, I see, I've see. i seen your pictures on Instagram. And uh, I'm excited for you and yet a little terrified, too. But yeah. I a lot of fun.
0: Well, thanks for checking in. These pictures are getting big response. Bigger than <laughs> anything I put up about my comedy or career. We're talking 2,000 likes on some of these. I can't get anybody to get 2,000 likes on my book. That's okay.
1: Oh, well... That's all right. it's a good book. Thanks. I, I do have your book.
0: Thank you for being one of the few in the proud who have checked it out. Thank you for that.
1: <laughs> you know, I, um, I've listened to the show since the beginning, basically. Mm-hmm. And there's Thank something you. that in one of the very first episodes, it, it really caught my attention and yet it bothered me with what the caller said. Mm. And I don't want to like, Call him out or anything like that, but going way back to I think it was one of the first ten episodes. It was Jack Mormon, okay, and um, I think that you were looking for something to have a bit of conversation with him uh, regarding something Mormon of sorts, and you said something about taking taking it into your daily life, and the caller didn't catch your reference which I think you had Googled in the moment or something. But I totally did, and I loved it, and I thought it was so funny. And the caller came back, and you were referencing things that might be said in a Mormon prayer. Yes,
0: yeah, I think we had looked some things up while we were taping that one. I remember this. Yeah,
1: and, and I thought it was hilarious because I always say that to people, being a, well, growing up Mormon myself. And um, so he didn't really catch it and, and said something like, you know, we don't say recited prayers something to the effect of like what I equate to, say, the Lord's Prayer or something like that. And he kind of brushed it off, but I'm like, no, oh, there's a whole world of these phrases that you can bring up and refer to just stupid things that people say in prayers. Another one is um, uh, when, when it's been raining, a lot of times you'll hear people say, we're really thankful for the moisture we've received. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so ridiculous, but so many people say it. Anyway, I had to get that off my chest. I've been thinking about it for a long time.
0: Now, that's episode 14. I just looked it up. You're referencing something that was said in episode 14. (laughs) And as of this week, we just released episode 138. So this has been sitting in your guts for, what, 124 weeks?
1: Oh, and then we've taken some breaks.
0: (laughs) So well over two years, you've been waiting to get that off your chest that that the one caller from that episode uh, two months in, or no, three or four months in, Mr. Reference.
1: Yeah. But you know what? Um, I totally get where he was what, what he was saying, though. So I don't want to mm-hmm. think. I'm saying, you're wrong, you're wrong. You're not as amazing as a Mormon as I used to be or whatnot. I don't know what I'm saying. But. Yeah,
0: yeah. What if that was your whole call? What if you were like, I've been waiting two years to call in and uh, call out that caller. Now that I got it off my chest, it? I'm good. And then you hung up the phone and it was a four-minute long call. That would be a weird moment um, in the history of this show.
1: It would be. It would be. Um, I feel really bad, though, because I can't believe that I'm getting the chance to talk to you. Oh, it's pretty amazing.
0: I'm thrilled to talk to you as well. Uh, I am. I will say I'm... I don't want to force the issue. I don't know if you're just looking to bring it up, but I am pretty intrigued you've uh you've put some hints out there that you left left a faith, and that is always something that I find very fascinating on the show but mm-hmm. i don't I don't want to twist it that way. You might have other things you want to talk about what are we uh what are we thinking today
1: well let's go down that road it's It's actually something that that I think people should hear um and so yeah, I'd like to talk about that. Um, the thing is I'm gay. So there's a huge conflict there. Right. Um, and growing up in the church, you hear so many, uh, I don't people preaching about, um, sexual sin being the sin next to murder. Um, so it's pretty serious when you screw up and, and do something you're not supposed to be doing. And, Part of that includes uh, being gay. Um, The church has changed in the past few years a little bit, acknowledging that um, it isn't really someone's choice to be gay. Um, And so they say, you know, you're not in trouble if you feel that way. um, But if you act upon it and you date and you fall in love and you get married, then you're sinning. Wow. And so, it's a pretty big conflict. Yeah, um, I mean, and it causes a lot of hurt for people. For me, it, truthfully, I was never really strong in the faith. I, I just grew up in it. My family, you know, generations we've been in this in this church. So it, um, it uh, was just part of my life. I knew I was different from a very very young age, um, and I. I just never dug in to being serious about church, like a lot of people. So you,
0: you, so. you had some initial resistance. Now, the, okay, I guess the okay, the okay, I'll, first big question. First big question is: okay. it sounds like you you very much understood. Okay, as you said, I feel different from a young age. You sensed that. You backed away from the faith early, but as far as your family goes, being in the church for generations. What's, uh, what's their relationship with this part of your life?
1: Um, for the most part, things are good. I, oh, um, I didn't really, I didn't, I, I took a long time to come out, like much longer than many people do um, in this day. Um, I was 31 or 32. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why I came out is because I had been dating a man for a year. We had decided to buy a house together. That'll um, do it,
0: huh?
1: <laughs> it really put me in a situation <laughs> where I had to do something. Uh, so I, I wrote an email to my parents and explained to them the situation, explained to them that I was gay, um, that I had a boyfriend. We decided to buy a house together and kind of build a life going forward. And get this, he also has two kids. So I was presenting them with uh, this huge dump of information all at once.
0: Um, <laughs> I don't mean to <laughs> laugh, but holy shit, that's the email of their lives, huh?
1: <laughs> right. It was it was pretty nerve wracking hitting send on that thing. And I,
0: uh, <laughs> you, that, that's <laughs> the next uh, morning. That's the most. I mean, you talk about having nerves of steel. You must have had the uh, the mouse must have been hovering over send for a long while on that one. Hey, so I mean, I'm I've, I'm owning
1: I really property. Wish I could remember. Oh, oh sorry. God. Go ahead. Oh no,
0: please. I'm just. It's such a to visualize that moment is making me. Uh, it's it's filling me with great a mixture a mix of emotions. So I I keep interrupting though. So you said the next morning.
1: Uh, so the next morning. Um, and, and in the email, I actually said, hey, do with this information what you will. You don't need to tell my, any of my siblings, of which I have five, or, or if you choose to, that's okay, or let me know and I can tell them individually what you want to do. But uh, beginning the next morning, I started getting calls and texts and emails from my siblings affirming their support of me and their love for me um which was way better than i expected things to go um so it was really great um i didn't hear from my parents until late that afternoon the next day um and my mom called me and that was a it was an okay conversation one of the very first things she said is oh i'm just so sad that you're leaving the church and that that wasn't anything near that was was said in, <laughs> in the email um and um so it, it was just expected though kind of um she also told me you know I your dad and I don't approve of this at all um but we love you um we're going to be telling our friends that you know if you come around with uh with him, your husband I know not husband at the time but if you come around we'll we'll let them know he's your roommate uh which I think is a trick that doesn't fool anyone but um and they also told me my grandparents were in their early 90s at the time and they said we're just not going to say anything to them and let them ride out the rest of their lives not knowing wow. which I was kind of okay with yeah but um but it, it went well. Immediately, my mom was like, "We need to have you know you over for dinner. Uh, we want to come to your house." And for the most part, things have been good.
0: That's. I mean, I have to say that I think for a lot of us who are not, you know, raised as religious, from the outside perspective, it sounds like that went relatively smoothly compared to some stories that you hear.
1: Right and. I think I even said in my email, you know, I'm, I'm prepared for you not to ever want to talk to me again, and I would be sort of sad, but I understand if that's the way you feel. I kind of laid that out, and I'm, I'm pretty glad that it didn't go that way. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I kind of felt like I spent a lot of my life, my 20s, kind of distancing myself from the family, preparing for that to happen in case it did. And it hasn't and some of the relationships have improved over that over the time since I came out. So oh, wow. How good. so? Um, I I've just have um been closer to a couple of my siblings that um I just sensed I think um my distance and this gave us an opportunity to kind of build something new.
0: Oh wow. Like like you Almost like you can let your guard down now and let people in a little easier,
1: right, I think so,
0: yeah, that's beautiful that's beautiful
1: that's yeah, nice can I ask uh, you, oh, you, go ahead
0: well, you mentioned that you came out when you were thirty one a mm-hmm. little older than maybe a lot of people do in you know in twenty in the in twenty eighteen, seventeen, sixteen. all you know recent times um I would have to imagine, do you think that must have made it easier that you had sort of established who you were, what your life was, you're done with school, I'd imagine your career is up and running because you do correct me if I'm wrong uh, i do I do believe that I have heard and I might be ignorant to this, you can correct me if I'm wrong that the Mormon faith is one that with teens is known for sometimes doing conversion therapy and stuff like that. I might be wrong on that, and I know that's a pretty big thing to bring up if I am wrong, so please tell me if I'm wrong on that.
1: You are not wrong. And, and I'll say this, that you're correct in, in um, uh, making that assessment that being older was good for me, and I think I really purposely did that um, uh, so that I could stand on my own two feet. Um, I did find out a few years, after coming out, that had I done it while I was a teenager, um, my dad would have kicked me out of the house. Wow! And um, that was kind of that was kind of weird. Um, I feel like um, attitudes have changed a lot. I know that that still happens in Mormon households. I know that um, a lot of the, the homeless population in in Utah consists of LGBT teens, and it's pretty sad. Yeah, that's very sad. Um, and uh, in speaking to conversion therapy, um, I, I think officially it's not something that the church presents as a solution, but it did in the past, but I'm pretty certain it's still happening. Um, right. Now, I don't want to fully tell my husband's story, but he also comes from a Mormon family, um, and he kind of was opposite from me in, in a lot of respects. in that he tried to do everything, kick all the boxes and do everything right. Um, you know, serve as a missionary at age 19. Um, as soon as he gets home from that two-year mission, find a wife and get married even though he knows he's gay. Mm-hmm. Um uh then start having children. Uh which he did and he was in a marriage for 5 years. Now midway through the marriage his wife figured it out and um he hadn't told her. And so it was a pretty pretty big blow up, I'm sure. Um uh but what he did is turn to church resources on what to do next. And he actually did explore, maybe go to some initial courses of, uh, reparative therapy, but it wasn't, he didn't spend a lot of time there. He kind of felt like it wasn't, it wasn't going to work. So why participate?
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Thank God because everything you, uh, Thing you hear about that is that that can be an intensely damaging thing to a person's mind.
1: It can. And I mean, there's, it's tough enough anyway for a lot of people. Um, I feel like I never felt a lot of shame about the way I felt uh, about other guys. Um, but I, I know so many other people that are in the throes of depression, um, suicidal. Thoughts and ideations all of the time, including my husband's. There was a point when he didn't realize or didn't know what he should do uh, in his marriage. And uh, it came down to I mean, maybe I'll just end it um, and end it by ending my life. And I'm so, so glad he didn't. What he had in his mind that stopped him was that he had these two young boys, his sons. Mm-hmm. And he felt, ultimately, uh, the fact that they had a gay dad was better than having no, gay, no dad at all. So that's what stopped him.
0: Wow. Wow. Well, I'm, uh, I am thankful that he didn't go down that road.
1: Yeah. yeah. So then I was able to meet him. And I never really expected to have children of my own um but i it sort of turned out that now i've got two stepkids and this is all happening 11 years ago we've been together and oh wow uh, the kids are 17 and 15 now so
0: and you said they're that you're getting up there you said you told your family about this a year into a year into being Correct. together so 10 years yeah. ago is, cuz i w- i will say that uh by i think by the standards of any area of the country uh the past 10 years have seen a massive amount of change in thought towards uh gay marriage and and uh and lgbtq acceptance in general 10 years ago that was a much i'm i have to say i'm a little shocked to hear that and to hear it it kind of changes my perspective on everything you've said because that was still a uh very risky choice 10 years ago. Much more so than now I would think. Not that it's easy now, yeah. let alone it, in one of the was, most conservative cultures. <laughs> oh yeah, your hand, the way you're explaining it is so laid back. I figured this all happened like uh, nine months ago or something. 10 years yeah. ago, that's a much bigger, much bigger leap of uh, faith. I feel bad. I keep saying uh, things like thank God and leap of faith and I'm on the phone with someone re- religious and I keep catching myself doing it. And I feel very self-conscious about it. Although I get the sense You probably don't care. Oh, what a surprise, everybody. I have found a way to be self-conscious about potentially putting my foot in my mouth. A long-time tradition with this show. Hey, since I've broken the momentum, let's go ahead, let's get the ads out of the way. We got a lot of advertisers. They really help out the show. Check them out if you're uh, so inclined. Use the promo code to attach to their products. It, It really makes the show look good when you do. We'll be back with more phone call right after this you spend a third of your life in sheets this holiday season is a great time for a bedding upgrade for you or a loved one because Brooklyn works directly with manufacturers and customers they're able to offer five-star hotel quality sheets that are affordable and easy to order plus with over 20 colors and patterns these sheets don't just feel amazing they look great too and they're super fast shipping makes sure that you can get your holiday gifts right on time I sleep on Brooklyn and sheets. I am so thrilled with them. I've had them for a while now, and they hold up great. Every time I get to put them on the bed, I feel like, man, I cannot wait to climb into this bad boy tonight because these uh, sheets are something else. And that's just true. It's coming from me. My and sheets are the best, most comfortable sheets I've ever slept on. Now it's time for your upgrade. Brooklinen.com has an exclusive offer just for my listeners. Get $20 off... And free shipping when you use promo code BEAUTIFUL at brooklinen.com. is so confident in their product that all their sheets, comforters, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. The only way to get $20 off and free shipping is to use promo code BEAUTIFUL at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code BEAUTIFUL. Brooklinen. These really are the best sheets ever. I know for many of us, the day doesn't really get started until, what, What what moment is that, right? It's not when you wake up. No, no, no. It's not when you brush your teeth. It's when you get your coffee. It's when you get your energy boost. That's when the day's really getting started. And now there's a way to enjoy your daily cup of joe thanks to Cafe Monster. They're changing the game up, okay? Cafe Monster's available in vanilla, mocha, salted caramel. Cafe Monster's shaking up the ready-to-drink coffee category with indulgent gourmet coffee. It's only 190 calories, not to mention with 150 milligrams of caffeine from coffee beans, B vitamins, and coffee fruit extract. Cafe Monster offers a simplified energy blend that contains a third less sugar than the leading national brand. 150 milligrams of caffeine. That's that kick you need to get that day started, right? Okay. It's hundred fewer calories per bottle than the competition, but you would not know that by tasting it. Stuff tastes great. Get all the same feel and flavor as your local coffee house, and you don't even have to wait in line. I've had Cafe Monster. I like it. What a good grab and go, man. You're running out the door. Maybe you uh, overslept a little bit and you need to wake up fast, but you don't got time to slow down. You know what? You grab that Cafe Monster, you're set. Cafe Monster, chill it down, shake it up, enjoy. Thanks again to all of our advertisers. Now let's get back to the phone call. I keep saying uh, things like thank God and leap of faith and I'm on the phone with someone re- religious and I keep catching myself doing it and I feel very self-conscious about it. Although I get the sense you probably don't care.
1: And, and you know what, I'm, I'm not religious. Yeah. Um, so yeah, part of, um, so I'm fine, I'm fine, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. um, I, uh, you know, I've lost my train of thought. Oh, you shouldn't have said God, Chris.
0: Sorry, uh, it's my bad. It's my <laughs> bad. I did have one. I have one other question for you. Okay. That m- it might be a little sad, um, but okay. I, I'm just very interested in this. So we had said you had said, like, yeah, coming out at 31 was uh, definitely a safer choice for me. You hear that your dad would have reacted so differently if you were a teen. That throws your head for a massive loop, as I can imagine, and um, probably validates a lot of fears that you had as a young person. But here, here's the thing. I almost, I just want to put this on record and, and hear your thoughts on it, is that there might be a lot of people out there going, okay, well, then that was the right way to do it. What's so wrong with that? But I, I would just put out there, I wonder what your thoughts are, that when you come out when you're 31, I would think maybe some of the... There's a little bit, for me, that feels a little bit of heartbreak in the sense of, well, what about the, what about what about when you're... 13 and you have your first crush and you can't talk with your friends about it what about when you have your your first heartbreak that a lot of us have in high school and you can't lean on your uh parent's shoulder but like you can't go to a dance and be who you are like a lot of these rites of passage things as a young person you do miss out on because you're kind of living with a secret that's a, that 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 breaks my heart. And I just I just want to put it on record that before we say to everybody, Oh yeah, just wait till you're thirty one to come out. Well you do miss a lot of life that
1: way. Mm-hmm. I I wholeheartedly agree with that. Like I I miss so much of my twenties just being stupid and doing stupid things and learning from those mistakes. And when I finally got to a point where I said, Okay, I'm ready to start dating, I felt super immature about uh, you know, what that was even going to look like. Yeah. And, and so, yes, I don't, I don't really, um, stand by or recommend waiting so long to do that, to make that step in your life. Um, it really does depend individually on the way that you feel. I mean, I will say that in people's minds, a lot of times, like, you have that worst case mapped out in your mind of what's going to happen. And sometimes the worst case does happen, but sometimes it doesn't. And say with my family, it turned out not to be so bad. Um, It could have been a lot worse probably had I done it earlier. Um, But a lot of times, like some of my sisters were like, yeah, we, we suspected that. And in my mind, no one had any idea, right? I've kept this secret although I don't date anyone. <laughs> right. But yeah, that's... I, it, I, I wouldn't suggest waiting so long.
0: Did you, did you date girls in school and, and uh, dabble and see if it was something you could come around on, or were you just like, no, I'm just going to lay low and not
1: date in general? Um, I let them come to me, really. Whenever there was a Girls' Choice dance... Uh At school, I always got asked to it. And I always went and had some good friends made that way. Never anything serious. Um, After high school and in college, I worked with a girl that really liked me. And I really liked hanging out with her. But as is the case, I just didn't feel anything stronger than that. But she totally did. And there was one time... uh, 'Cause we were together we worked at a movie theater and uh we had just watched Saving Private Ryan together.
0: So you're really in the mood really romantic. You're event. really yeah, in the mood right. after that. Everybody's all revved up.
1: <laughs> we we went out and it was super late at night because we had watched it after hours and uh and super long movie anyway. So it's like four AM and we walked out to our cars, but she walked out a little further to mine, was parked a little further away, and I started to get in the car, and she stopped me and said, I think you better kiss me, because you're running out of chances. And I just turned on my car and drove away. Because <laughs> I didn't know what to do. <laughs> of course. Did you, I didn't know what to say. What's that
0: conversation like the next time you work together? <laughs>
1: Oh, it was just normal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's sad. I just kind of blew those things off, and I know that it hurt her. She's happily married now with a few kids. She's okay, but... That's good.
0: That's good. That's yeah. Here's side tangent, side tangent, because I worked okay. at a movie theater too. Here's a little known fact yes. that you can vouch for. People who work at movie theaters hook up all the time.
1: Oh, yes.
0: Why are movie theaters like I wouldn't even just say that working at a movie theater is a dating scene. I would say that it is a particularly horny profession to be someone who works at a movie theater because you're because you do those late night screenings where the whole staff comes out and goes, we're just going to play this movie again. And it's just going to be us in there and people sneak some drinks in maybe less so yeah, yeah. maybe less so in a mormon community where i think drinking oh yeah right?
1: there, i don't i don't think i ever saw any alcohol on the premises but then, but
0: maybe they anyway. maybe people are going nuts with caffeine or something dr pepper or something
1: yeah they get they get super hopped up
0: get all <laughs> hopped up and then get handsy movie theater employees <laughs> hook up i of course was excluded from this when i worked at a theater cuz i was inexplicably a social pariah from day one at the movie theater I worked <laughs> from, but they would all hang out, go to each other's houses and party and hook up.
1: Uh, yeah. I can say that that happens. And, you know, I know of several, uh, out of wedlock babies that occurred. Movie theater. Uh, babies. As a result of these dalliances at the movie theater. <laughs> uh
0: huh. Uh huh. Like when you, uh, some baby out there named Francis, and then they'll go, Why am I named that? And they'll go, Yeah, because Francis Ford Coppola got us together. That's correct. (laughs) Yeah, your name is Brett because we conceived you during a late night Brett Ratner movie session.
1: Oh, I feel sorry for that kid.
0: Yeah, call you Michael. Your first name's Michael, your middle name's (laughs) Bae. You were conceived during Transformers 17. (laughs) Now, okay, new topic because what if. What a fascinating first half of the story to hear about coming out in a culture that is not known for accommodating such things. What's it like to become a, uh, would you say, father, stepfather? How do you you view yourself
1: in that sense? Uh, Well, stepfather Mm -hmm. is, uh, I guess, um, for a while when things weren't completely serious, you know, uh, the boys just call me by my name. Um, There's another movie reference, I guess. Um, but (laughs) at some point, uh, we figured, okay, I'm going to be a permanent president in their life. Uh, so we tried to implement that they have a dad, but they also have a did. So they call me did a lot. Um, not always interspersed with my name, but, um, and that has been great. Um, a lot of fun. I love sharing things with them that I love like movies the um, kind of the downside is they're super sporty, um, and I am not. So, you, so I, I can't share that with them.
0: So you get married with a and guy, it, and he's got two uh, two kids who are leaning a little more jock than you ever did.
1: Yeah, and see, he, uh, my husband's not really super sporty. He was a swimmer in high school, um, but like team sports, our boys have played soccer, and basketball, and most recently, our older son was on the football team this year at the high school. He's just playing as kicker, so he wasn't really doing the full game. But That's
0: good. That's less stressful, I would imagine, as a parent.
1: Right. He did get tackled once, and it kind of freaked out. <laughs>
0: oh, once. He got tackled once, and he freaked out. Once. Meanwhile, all these other kids who are sl- slamming into each other's spinal cord first all game long. <laughs> What a right. History will look back well, on football and wonder why we allowed that to happen.
1: Right? I totally agree with that. And I said to him when he joined the, the team, I really outright said, I don't support football. I'm going to have a hard time coming to see your games. I'm just letting you know that. Yeah. And I hope he's not damaged from that, but I think he understands.
0: I think he'll survive compared to some of the things I would say that at the very least generationally, these conversations are getting less harsh. Your dad said he would have kicked you out of the house. You're saying it will be hard for me to watch you play football. I think that we are seeing some growth here over the generations.
1: (laughs) I certainly hope so.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is he really good at soccer? And then the football team was like, you got to come kick for us.
1: Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: That's exciting, That's even if you're not a That's sport. That's
1: kind of their main sport.
0: Do you get sucked into it when they're really good, though?
1: Sadly, no. <laughs> I, have, I Seriously, when I get to the game, I just zone out, and every once in a while I'll catch something, but half the time, half the time I don't see it happen. Yeah, I like guess they score or make an assist or something like that. But that's our little secret, Chris. Don't tell them I that won't. I don't see so it you, half the
0: time. You're, so you're often in the stands, and everyone will get excited, and you'll go, "Oh, this <laughs> this seems fun. What are the rules of this again?"
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> in fact, um, actually, uh, their mom uh, their mom is really the driver of the sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's really the one that has pushed them being so integrated into these activities. Um, And so she's a a pretty big sports fan and she bought for them uh, for several years. They've been season ticket holders to the um, major league soccer team here in town. Um, And so every once in a while when they can't use the tickets, like we've gone in their place. One time their their seats are right in right by the goal on one side of the field. And one time the the camera caught a celebration of a goal. Like (laughs) and the whole everyone in the stands is up and cheering. And I'm sitting down next to my friend and we're looking at a phone. (laughs) Like completely oblivious (laughs) to the celebration.
0: (laughs) You're that guy. We all we've all seen that clip.
1: That's I just go for the nachos.
0: You I'll tell you, you and my wife have very similar Experience my well, because my my wife though was a dancer and uh, an aerial physical theater, so she very much enjoys. She likes live sporting events because she thinks like the first time we went to a pro basketball game together, she saw this guy Damian Lillard from the Trailblazers play, and she was like, "That kid can move his body in an incredible ways." Like she's like, "Oh, from the dancer perspective of body awareness, she loves it." But for example, she loves college basketball a lot more because when we go they have like marching bands and dance teams and stuff. And a lot of times I'll be flipping, I'll be watching my Seton Hall Pirates and I'll be flipping out during the game and then a timeout will happen and it'll cut to commercial on TV and I'll sit down and check my phone and the uh, pep squad comes out and she leaps out of her seat and and is screaming for the pep squad. No actual interest in the game.
1: I I totally understand. My husband and I have actually been super excited about the the soccer players warming up and doing their stretches in front of us instead of actually watching the game. Get that ass in the air, man.
0: (laughs) Hey, look at that. Get that ass in the air, man. Jared, can we write that down? Potential episode title. Get that ass in the air, man. No, I don't think. I think that would be a disservice to many of the very thoughtful things we've talked about thus far. I do want to ask about another difficult thing Okay, because you brought up uh, your your husband's ex, the mother of the Mm -hmm. of the kids, I would have to think. So, I I hope this is not a thing that would hurt your feelings, because I think objectively, everyone would say hard a hard situation for her. Uh, Mm -hmm. What's your relationship with her like?
1: I will say I think it's improved over the years. Um, it, it's rough and I, I don't really want to speak ill in any way, um, cause I'm sure that I'm part of the, the problem sometimes <laughs> in dealing with uh, situations. But, um, you know, sometimes we bought heads a little bit. Um, and I feel really bad because she didn't sign up for this. Um, she never she never expected the man that asked her to marry him is going to, to five years later, divorce her. So I feel like it it's really sad. Um, and I, I can speak wider. I mean, I, this is a, a pretty big problem with people in the Mormon community. Um, for a long time, people were counseled. You know, when they came to church leaders and said, I, I have feelings for men, Those church leaders were telling them what you need to do is get married and that will all sort itself out. Um, Now, my husband was never specifically told that, that I recall, um, but that attitude was in his mind. And so that's why he soldiered on with attempting to get married and make a heterosexual marriage work. And I think there are a lot of women out there that have been burned by this and I feel really, really bad for them. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It is, uh, and again, easy from my perspective, right? Easy, as always, I'll sometimes bring up things on the show that are political opinions or social opinions and I want to say I'm very, very aware that I live where I live, and I was raised in the culture I was raised, and you know, by my generation, my fa- I, I I am a lapsed Catholic, pretty much from the beginning. Like I was never religious, really, like, mm-hmm. and I get that, but I, I will just say, knowing full well that this is my opinion, it's when you ask people to hide who they are, how is it supposed to end well? That's what I don't understand about mm-hmm. um things like conversion therapy and things like mm-hmm. just get married it'll sort itself out it's a phase it's like no it's not a phase and if someone's telling you it's not a phase you probably should trust that because the health of the individual in question is put right. in jeopardy and, now, and then there's ripples like you, you said these relationships how that how grow power change
1: a little bit yeah and you know people are saying okay it's okay to be gay but you know what you you've, you've Pretty much, if you want to stay in the church, you've got to be celibate your entire life. Come on. And that's, you know, and they compare them to, you know, there are older, unmarried women who have never found someone to marry. And sure, that has happened, but those women have the option to find someone to love. Right. um, Just because it hasn't happened, which is sad in a lot of cases. Right. They still have that availability to them without scorn so it's it's trouble
0: and and the scorn you mentioned too is something that is really troubling to me it's like i guess there's some sense of social progress to say hey you you are allowed to talk about who you are but never ever act on it because it just inherently implies you're a second class citizen at that point don't be who you are fully now you can admit to who you are Um, so we can release some of the pressure and maybe some of these tangled up situations that you say are are a little more prevalent in in your culture or the culture you were raised in. But don't go all the way with it. What's that say to a young person? What's that say to somebody who just wants to be a living, breathing member of the world? Tells them, hey, no, live in your head all the time.
1: Right. And, and it just, uh, that kind of stuff leads to depression and anxiety. And, I mean, even though things have improved, they still have a long way to go. And I don't, I really don't see it happening. Um, we, uh, we were able to get married five years ago. Um, it sort of happened kind of spur of the moment. Um, we do live in Utah, Salt Lake City. And, uh, in 2013, there was a lawsuit against, I believe it was the state of Utah because they had passed a constitutional amendment, uh, defining marriage as be- between a man and a woman, I think in like 2004. Uh, but in, two- in 2013, that was, uh, overturned and deemed unconstitutional and thus, uh, marriage equality w- suddenly came to Utah one day in December of 2013. It was crazy. And on that day, thousands of couples were lining up at the courthouse for marriage licenses and to be married. And it just, it was one of those situations where my husband called, we called each other and was like, do you see what's happening? Should should we go get married? And <laughs> And so we did all the while thinking oh, they're going to shut this down somehow. They're going to stop it. So we thought well, we might as well do it while we can. Um, so it was right before Christmas, and uh, we had the boys with us, and the mayor of Salt Lake City actually married us. It was it was really nice. That's so cool. Um, something that happened, though, I mean, it really did sort of happen quickly, and we hadn't really planned on doing a city hall wedding, if we ever were going to get married. Um, But because of the news coverage of of the situation, that's how my mom found out it was happening. We were standing in line for a marriage license and I got a text from my mom that said, I just saw you on the news. I was in the background of some interview shot. So you're
0: just always in in the background of shots. Sporting events, <laughs> marriage lines. Right. You have a real habit of just showing. Were you on your phone? Were you just bored on your phone in the marriage line as well? I,
1: I probably, I was probably eating a nacho
0: too. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go ahead and applaud the caller for the nacho callback. I felt like I nailed the callback to the background. Right? The caller spiked it hard with the nacho callback. Kudos to you, caller. Hey, since I broke up the flow of the show anyway, we got commercials, advertisements, and then we'll come back and we'll finish off the phone call. On the hunt for healthy eating? Never mind the latest fad diet or, or what your favorite celebrity isn't eating today. Sunbasket helps you get healthy, delicious meals on the table every day. Sunbasket makes it easy and convenient to cook healthy, delicious meals at home, no matter how much experience you have in the kitchen. Just go to the Sun Basket app and pick from 18 weekly recipes, easily cooked dishes like Thai turkey lettuce cups. How about that? Thai turkey lettuce cups. Everybody's signing up right now. You also got paleo, gluten-free, lean and clean, vegan, Mediterranean, family options, and more. Sun Basket works with the best farms and suppliers to bring you fresh, organic produce and responsibly raised meats and seafood. And the best part? It's quick and easy. With Sun Basket everything's delivered to your door with easy-to-follow recipes. Meals are ready to whip up in as little as 15 minutes. No grocery shopping required. There's something for everyone so you can be your kind of healthy. I like Sun Basket a lot. I've used it a whole bunch. It's packaged really well. You pull those recipes out, and they're in that nice little magazine, and then everything is a kind of packaged right together so you don't even have to separate out the in- ingredients for your recipes. And I tell you, it's, it's a service. I've been shocked that they make these directions so clear that – Oftentimes, even me, and I am not a good cook, it actually comes in as less time than they've told me for all the prep. That's how much of a uh, service they're providing here. And it's really good, really good food. It's fun to make, easy to make. You go to sunbasket.com slash beautiful today to learn more and get $35 off your first order. That's sunbasket.com slash beautiful for $35 off. sunbasket.com slash beautiful. Thanks to everybody who sponsors Beautiful Anonymous now let's go ahead and finish up this phone call. So you're just always oh, in the I... background of shots, sporting events, marriage lines. Right. You have a real habit of just showing. Were you on your phone? Were you just bored on your phone in the marriage line as well?
1: I, I probably, I was probably eating a nacho too.
0: <laughs> wow. Oh yeah. I mean, there, is there regret there just in the sense of, oh, we we felt this need to be a part of this I, wave I... and maybe could have included the family more? You're like, nah, that's how it should have been. Kind
1: of, and actually, you know, after that happened, then shortly after, my brother texted, my husband's brother texted and said, should we come down there? And we said, I don't know. We don't really know if this still is going to happen. They're actually supposed to be closed at this hour, and at any time they could stop um, issuing the licenses. So we just told everyone to just, you know, wait and see what happens, and... But it turned out really nice because it was just uh it was just the four of us.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Did you go in, did you go back and throw a big party or something like that? Invite everybody to that?
1: Um it's something that we have planned down the road still. Still haven't done it. Now it's been five years. Right. I don't know when we're going to do it, but so it'll be like an, an
0: anniversary like, celebration at some point.
1: Yeah, I think so. One of my husband's coworkers is just this week. She was bugging us about learning some big dance routine, like dirty dancing, doing a lift, and uh, (laughs) (laughs) that's that's probably too sporty for me. Right, right.
0: Sounds like it. Can I? (laughs) I want to ask you a question Uh, because you had said you said like before we went into that story. You said like, yeah, I don't know if this change is ever going to fully come in 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 Utah and here's the thing that I was I have been just very kind of quietly impressed by I wonder your opinion it's also easy for me to be so impressed by it I am not the person who lives um, in a culture that's often marginalized it seemed to me like when you know gay marriage my whole life was this debated thing gay rights and eventually gay marriage came to be the focal point of that and for years and years, it was like this fight where people would make progress by inches and then they'd get pushed back by a foot and what's going to happen? And then it felt like the dam broke. And like you said, um, people lining up, people assuming this is going to go away, so let's get it done fast. I've been so blown away. The sense I get when you read political things is that not it seems like people have have – moved on like there's certainly some people trying to roll that back but it seems like a lot of voters even in the more republican or conservative side of things I've read things that they will often say hey stop with the gay marriage we want to move on let's focus on other stuff that seems to be the polls you see I don't know if I'm totally right by that but I've been pretty I've been amazed that that was a thing that was for years everyone digging in their heels and then it happened and it seems like people were like all right yeah, let's move on from this one. Who really cares? And that's—it's been eye-opening.
1: I, I agree. I mean, I I, tr- I hope that you know uh, people in power now don't start to try and chip away at things for us. Um, but I kind of feel like it was a scare tactic for a lot of people. Like you know, if I'm going to compare it to something, I'm going to say that the caravan coming towards our border. Now, who's right. we talking about that now, no one. Right. That and, is a real
0: talking point.
1: Right. They feel like, you know, that that's something that's going to scare a uh, conservative base into uh, voting against things like that. So I feel like it was kind of used that way. And once they saw that I hate using this but the sky didn't fall Um, it it, it was kind of a non-issue
0: yeah it it seems like I I was very shocked because you know you look at Roe vs. Wade which happened when at this point 40 years ago
1: nah 40 mm, close to 50 almost I think
0: and people are still fighting about that every election and it seems like gay marriage was going to be something akin to that. And instead, it seemed like, oh, which I will say too, isn't it so fascinating that as soon as, and again, I'm making some big assumptions here, but what what it looks like to me is as soon as you tell people, hey, you can get married, which almost relating to some of the things we were saying before, hey, you can be who you are more publicly and proudly and hold your head up high, I would imagine instantly means that people start having more interactions with each other. And there's a lot of people who used to be theoretically against something who go, oh no, these are just my neighbors who shop in the same grocery store and they ask me how I'm doing. And they're nice people. Let's move on. I think that's pretty... uh,
1: Right. Like opening up the awareness to most people know several LGBTQ individuals, you know, Uh, whether or not they're out yet, um, but once they find out that that's who they are and and uh, what's normal for them, it's it just becomes another person in your neighborhood, you know. I hope that people look at, say, um, refugees that way, yeah, you know that it's the same issue. If you just get to know people and know people's stories, and that's why I seriously love your podcast. Is thanks. I mean, even if I don't agree with everything that someone says, I love hearing other people's stories. What, What makes them who they are?
0: Thanks for saying that. And it might be a weird thing to say, too, but just because this has been something on my mind, and since you brought it up, to anyone listening, I want to say, even if I don't agree with you, call in. Leave a voicemail if you uh it, the voicemail number. Just to be clear, eight zero two three nine two three two eight eight. I uh, even if I don't agree with opinions, I think there's something extraordinarily valuable about putting opinions on record. And this is a show where you're allowed to put any opinion on record. I reserve the right to not agree with you, but I will I will promise you that I'll never be a, I'll never cross the line and be a jerk personally about it. And uh, I've learned so much hearing people's stories, Mm -hmm. even people where I already theoretically agreed with them. You hear someone just talking to someone for an hour and you hear the actual specifics and you realize, Oh, when it goes beyond the theoretical and it becomes personal, your world becomes a more chilled out place. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a pretty good perspective to have. Let people be people, man. Talk to them, figure out that there's, there's, There's no one living a lifestyle that takes them so far out of the realm of any other human being that they're not just worried about being with their families and getting a good meal and doing a good job at their chosen profession. Like We all have the same priorities. Even if we seem radically different in certain ways, it just always loops around. In my four decades on earth, it always loops around. People are just people... And they're just trying to kind of like enjoy their lives and be left alone. Mm -hmm. They just want to be left alone and hang out. It's pretty good to see. I had a relative. I had a pretty close relative of mine once say to me, he said it about gay men. He was like, I just don't understand it. I just don't understand how a man could want to do that with another man. And I, I remember for so long, I'd heard this person say this a few times over the years, and for so long it would really kind of bother me and, and scare me, uh, especially as a guy who was like a coming up as like a theater kid, like not a very traditional masculine person over here. Surprise, surprise, everybody. <laughs> but I remember hitting a certain point in my life where I finally was old enough and boiled it down to something simple. And I just remember hearing that again and saying like, yeah, but what does that matter? He's like, what? What do you mean? And I was like, so you don't understand it that you don't have to. That's okay. I'm sure there's a lot of gay men in this world who don't understand why you'd want to be with a woman. Why? Because that's where your instincts lead you. Who cares? You don't need to understand that actual physical impulse. Why can't you? You still. That doesn't matter. It's not about what you understand. I don't understand math. I don't begrudge it's right to exist, you know? I get that math exists. I don't know how to divide. I'm horrible at it. Weird, weird comparison that many people will not like, I'm sure.
1: Oh, look at you getting all political again.
0: Getting what again?
1: Getting all political again.
0: I'm not even trying to. I'm just trying to. People keep accusing me of getting political, and to that I would say, A, how can you not right now? It's We're barraged right. with it every second, every day, and B, I am a notoriously unpolitical person. <laughs> I don't tell political jokes on stage in my real life career, but I will say I'm just a guy who's confused and stressed out trying to sort out this goddamn world that scares me, and if that's political, then I guess it's political but I'm not going to not think about this stuff and not talk about this stuff when it makes me feel like I'm crawling out of my skin in this strange, cold world.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, that's All my All done in a Crew striped t-shirt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, really taking a stand as an outsider. I've laid off, I've switched to more solids, by the way. I, I've now switched to more solids because I've gotten into okay. jackets, and I think a jacket goes better with a solid as opposed to a stripe. I,
1: I, I would probably agree with that. In fact, I'm kind of known for my, I, I, I'm a stripy person. I used oh. to be a little bit more. I've mm-hmm. kind of grown out of that. Um, and so when you talk about your striped J crew t-shirts, I know exactly, I know exactly that affinity. <laughs>
0: Well, isn't this representative of everything I was just saying? We can start out by talking about the intensity of growing up closeted in the Mormon world, winding up with a family that you never expected. And by the end, it's become such a non issue that we have 10 full minutes left to talk about the quality of J. Crew t shirts. Doesn't that just say everything about the world right there? Hello?
1: Hi. Oh, I thought I'm we just, lost uh, after that
0: I, knowing chuckle. And I was uh, like, oh, that would have been a pretty okay place to end.
1: No, okay. I was just basking in the softness of a J. Crew t shirt.
0: I like that you said you were known no. for stripey shirts. I was as well. You know, yeah. there's actually a Tumblr, Chris I believe that's the uh, issue. Someone who is a fan oh, of really? mine would post pictures of me. <laughs> post pictures. <laughs>
1: I'll have to look it up. Um, I. I will say now that we're nearing the end of the call that I, um, I don't recall. I did see your show in Salt Lake city. Oh, you did. Ago. You came
0: out. That's awesome. Thanks.
1: I did. I did actually talk to you after the show. Oh, it's um, nice um, to talk um, to so, you again. Yeah. I, um, mentioned to you that I, uh, I wanted to talk to you on the phone sometime and, you very sincerely turn, turned to me and said, I would really like that. And when you turned to me to say that, the comedy club woman was taking our picture. So, the picture that I have is me looking forward, my husband looking forward, and you looking at the side of my head.
0: Oh, that sounds like a nice candid.
1: <laughs> it's nice. I love it.
0: <laughs> well, that, those were, I got to say, those were great shows. And, uh, Wise Guys is such a great club. I want to come back and do a live taping of beautiful anonymous there if they'll have me someday.
1: And, oh, uh, I would definitely be there. I, that's I awesome. I basically live down the street from that. So
0: Very nice. It's I, I got to say, that was the first city I've been to because I travel so much. There's this new thing happening in cities now where they just leave scooters littered mm-hmm. about. Bird and lime, I believe are the two kinds a lot of cities have a problem with this understandably because this company what they do is they just show up and like drop off three hundred scooters on random street corners, and people are like you can't this is just like sort of transportation, sort of like you're just leaving a bunch of garbage on our streets. That being said, me and my friend carmen i uh who who's been uh coming out on the road with me, we took those scooters everywhere and i'd never been to Salt Lake City, and I always viewed it as a very religious place, which again coming from uh uh Point of life where I'm not religious, I was, I was concerned. But that city is way hipper and cooler than I gave it credit for.
1: Oh, thank you. Cool. I town. really love it here. Even though, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say if if we lived in the suburbs, I don't think we could do it. But living in the city is great.
0: I like. I mean, it was. It is the only city it, it, uh, that I remember on my tour the past couple of years where. I ordered a lift, and the guy picked me up in what was effectively a monster truck. Like a truck that could have driven over cars. That, and, he, and he was wearing a cowboy hat and aviator sunglasses. He had, a big, he had a big beard. And he was like, what do you do? And I was like, comedian. He's like, you are wise guys? I was like, yeah. He's like, maybe I'll come by the show. I was like, I would sincerely love that so much. You are my target demographic, sir. I also <laughs> lo- Salt Lake City was the town where uh, <laughs> some guy, I got a tweet. Somebody was like, uh, pretty sure I just saw at Chris Gethard on a scooter on blah, blah, blah street. And I was like, yes, that was me. I'm scooting all over your town this weekend.
1: You know, I hadn't used those until after I saw your show. But I rode one home from work one day and it was kind of an adventure. I I don't know if I could really seriously get around. I was going in the bike lane on the street and it was kind of scary. But
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think people, I don't know, I don't want to get sued by this company, but I've read articles. Let me say I'm citing articles I've read that people get hurt all the time on those scooters.
1: I've heard heard that there's a lot of instances of drunken incidents on those scooters.
0: Because, come on, I haven't had a drink in 17 years, but even I know. (laughs) If you've had one too many and you see that scooter on the corner, that seems like a real good idea in that moment. Oh,
1: I'm sure it does.
0: You're like, I'm. A, let's go do some jumps. You and your drunk friends are like, let's take that thing, set up a ramp, do some jumps, and then everybody's in the hospital, and you're part of a BuzzFeed slideshow. Twenty five yep. best bird <laughs> incidents. I also, you'll only get a kick out of this. Now we're just chit chatting, but uh, I have that joke that you saw me doing the show where I. I have a whole joke. I won't spoil the punchline, but in the setup, I ask people, hey, does anyone here already know what they're going to do when the apocalypse comes? Does anybody have an apocalypse plan? Mm-hmm. And since my weekend in your city, I have now added a section to that joke where I say, I asked I asked this question in Salt Lake City, Utah, and realized it was a mistake to ask it there because everyone just started cheering <laughs> that everyone <laughs> grows up having to think. You think about the apocalypse a little harder in Salt Lake City then maybe we do in the rest of the-
1: it's Oh, the- I definitely I remember the girl in in our show explaining that to you and it it being like completely normal to me what she was saying that yeah. she was going to go over to someone's house that was a bishop <laughs> and they got it all covered for her because they have a food storage yeah so It's really intense that's just, there. That's a normal thing in the Mormon world.
0: Yeah. Very silly of me. to. I, I did not realize <laughs> I should have thought about that joke before and I'm like, oh, maybe they're going to have a different perspective on this year than some <laughs> other cities where this is like, they just watch The Walking Dead. Yeah, maybe here they've thought about it, <laughs> it at a little bit of a deeper level than I have. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, I have loved this call and I have loved talking to you and I'm glad that you followed through on your... Uh, Promise to call in. They made in person because it's been eye opening and fun, and you seem so nice.
1: Oh, thank you so much. I, I I can't believe that I actually got through and I love it. Was able to make this call. I uh, I I've tried. I guess I can turn off. Maybe I don't want to turn off your tweet notifications. Oh please, it's
0: they're <laughs> so annoying. I feel so many people who just like this show and then also have to put up with me plugging every other thing I do and then also my weird attempts at half jokes that I post at 3.30 a.m. when I'm in Somniac. Now we have three, min- three minutes left. Is there anything you've wanted to talk about that we haven't gotten out there yet?
1: Uh, probably not something that I could sit in in three minutes. Um, actually, my older son just walked in the door um, coming home for lunch, I guess. I don't know exactly why he's here. Oh, that's cool um I mouthed that I was speaking to Chris Gethard, and he was super excited, really um, yeah,
0: look at that. My appeal now spans families
1: <laughs> right. I mean, I think most of his uh most of his exposure to you is that he has watched the office about fifty thousand times on Netflix. I get that so. a lot
0: <laughs> I was I tell you, my show. The Chris cat show I did forty seven episodes on cable, mm-hmm. two hundred total if you count public access. nobody ever brings it up. you do two two episodes of the office. Everyone I ever meet is like <laughs> you're the guy who hit Oscar with the pipe I didn't I did barely even paid him you know, barely even paid two months like, rent
1: on that gig. he is very very aware of the Chris Gethard show so. Like that's... he's got you covered there too. Well do you want to I tell Do you things? want to
0: tell him the guy who played Trevor on the Office is on the phone right now and he says hi?
1: I'll I'll say it right now. Okay. The guy who played Trevor on the Office. I showed you the picture. Oh, all right. He said, I know. He cut me off. Oh, that's... Said, I know. Okay. <laughs> okay. <That's... laughs> I you. Right. Yep, he's talking about. He, the pipe. he brought up the pipe uh-huh. and the sub sandwich.
0: The sub sandwich sandwich delivery. <laughs> and then Kevin's like, "I'll take." I'm Oscar. Look at this. Your kid doesn't even know that he's directly interacting with the guy he's referencing because he's cutting you off. I like that you have that satisfaction of knowing that I'm trying to talk to him and he's being a know-it-all and cutting you off and getting totally. less, less of an experience out of it.
1: <laughs> I know. He's walked away now. So <laughs> Look
0: at that. whatever. Look at that. He could have talked to the uh, 58th most important character on The Office. (laughs) He had no idea. No idea. Well, we've got 20 seconds left. What a pleasure this has been. I thank you for all the perspective and all the the laughs. Thank you.
1: Thank you. I, I will make sure if you come back to Salt Lake that we come see you again and say hi.
0: That's awesome. I can't wait. Caller, thank you so much. Thanks for supporting me. Thanks for coming out to the show in Salt Lake City. Thanks for all the eye-opening stories. And thank you to everybody who listens and supports this show. Really means the world to me. Thank you so much to Jared O'Connell and Harry Nelson in the booth. Thank you to Justin Linville, who helps me out in my life. Who I don't know if he knows I even thank him on these. I don't know if he's ever even heard that probably not listening to any of these things have enough of me thank you shell shag for the music s-h-e-l-l-s-h-a-g Some people have thought i was saying shell shack for two years it's just come to my attention shell shag thank you for the music please support them you want to know about me and the dates i'm out on the road chrisgett.com that's where you can figure it out and hey if you like beautiful anonymous one thing that you can do to really help out go to apple podcasts rate review subscribe it goes a long way Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you next time. When it comes to fashion, Poshmark is the easiest way to buy and sell your items. Download the free Poshmark app to score amazing deals from tons of brands, or list your own items and wait for the offers to roll in. Shipping is fast and easy and is all handled directly through the app. Today, you can get $5 off your first purchase when you enter the invite code ANONYMOUS5 when you sign up. How about a little sneak peek on next time on Beautiful Anonymous? How would I phrase it? How much of your current personality,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: because you have so much energy, positivity, how much of that would you say has been informed by your experience learning English versus how much of this was who you were in Japan. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Um, 70, uh, 60, 40. So 60% came from my experience um, being here and learning English and immersing myself in the culture. And then 40% was what I had.
0: So there's 40% of you where you're like, that's the core, that's just me, that's my personality, that's what I was born with.
1: But I could not express that yeah. fully. So, yeah, it's
0: 40%. Next time on Beautiful Anonymous.